0: once again to Theater of the Moon and Mind. Today, the thrilling conclusion to Immortal Ranger at Reefside. When last we left our rangers, they had just dispatched one monster, but before they could depart, another monster attacked. They really do get uglier all the time, Jason joked as he looked at the monster before them that looked like a human-squid combo. Hey Tommy, think we can bury the axe for the moment, man? If it means that the earth is safe, then I guess I will, Tommy said reluctantly. Good, then let's say we show this guy we used to deal with his kind. Let's, the black ranger agreed. The two rangers charged forward, leaving the younger ones to watch. Despite the years apart, The two men could still work together as an unbeatable team. The monster swung one hand at the Brachio Ranger, but the Morphin Ranger blocked his attack. While the hand was being blocked, the other Ranger managed to slash at the monster's side. Tommy then followed up with a spin kick that the creature managed to duck under. Jason came up with a punch to its head, knocking it back even further. Tommy then flipped in the air and planted both of his feet into the chest of the monster, sending it flying down the hill. You always did like to send the bad guys rolling down a hill, Jason commented as he watched the monster finally come to a stop. It's fun, Tommy found himself defending to the murderer. Besides, it's not my fault that they're always so top-heavy. Middle and high? No way, double-slash, Tommy returned. From the air or the ground? Air. Right, let's do this then. The two rangers ran at the squid monster drawing their respective weapons. They flipped forward and brought their weapons down on the monster's longer tentacles the creature had spinning around. Then rolling forward, they both came up in a slash that knocked the monster back in pain from the severe wounds. I see you've stayed in practice, the Brachio ranger said. It helps to be prepared, the Morphin ranger returned. Besides, I kinda have to stay in practice. The two were interrupted as the monster got back up from the ground. If you two think that was enough to stop me, then you should have stayed in retirement, it bellowed. The rangers watched in shock as the tentacles grew back and the chest wound healed as well. No way, Trent said. Haven't seen that particular trick in a while, the Brachia Ranger commented as he looked at the fully healed monster. Could have been worse, the Morphin Ranger said, shrugging as he brought his weapon up into a high guard. This guy could have been one of those guys that brings bad guys back to life. Nah, it's not October anymore, the Brachio Ranger said confidently. Besides, I don't think that's really one of mesagog's tricks. Trust me, the guy has no sense of humor or irony. That's nice to know. Now let's take this guy down. Sounds good, the Brachio Ranger pulled back as his former partner charged at the monster, drawing the dragon dagger as he went. The power sword and dragon dagger began glowing in their respective colors till you could barely make out what it was that he was holding other than two rods of light. The ranger slashed with both weapons making the monster fall down. The wounded monster stumbled back. Do your thing, Tommy, Jason cried as he turned around. The ranger nodded. "'Now it's my turn,' Tommy said as he slammed his staff into the ground. "'Energy Orb!' he shouted as he twisted the hilt of his weapon, activating the most powerful attack he could. The two rangers watched each other from opposite sides of the burning mass that had been the squid monster. "'Do we need to finish this now?' the Morphin Ranger asked as he slid the dragon dagger back in its sheath. "'You and I both know that I'd rather walk away than start this old argument back up, Rainbow.' You know I can't allow that, Jason, the Brachio ranger said. And this time, the others aren't going to be in the way. I'm back, the giant squid monster said as it grew into a large giant. Oh great, I was kind of hoping not to have to deal with this part of rangering, Jason said as he craned his neck to look up at the giant monster that was ready to rumble through downtown. Oh, yeah? Well, let me show what I think of you, the monster bellowed as it shot out a large beam of energy towards the two of them. The two ducked and rolled out of the way. Jason barely got out of the way, but Tommy was hit by part of it and cried out in agony as part of his suit exploded from the energy and he was put into a forced demorph. The paleontologist collapsed to the ground and faded into unconsciousness. Tommy, no, Jason yelled as he ran to the side of his former teammate Hang on, bro, the ranger said as he cradled his head's friend in his lap. Dr. O, the dino thunder team said as they reached the side of their mentor. The Morphin ranger took a deep breath before he turned to look back up at the squid monster. White ranger, get him out of here, he ordered while watching the monster with anger. Hurry up, though, because I want to tear this guy a new blowhole for what he just did. Trent looked at Connor, who nodded in agreement. Doctor O couldn't be seen like this. The White Ranger got on his ATV and drove off, praying that he wasn't going to be too late to save his friend slash teammate slash mentor. Call on your Zords, guys, the Red Morphin Ranger ordered. This is definitely going to get ugly. Right. Hey, Haley, can you send the Zords in? They're on their way. Haley returned to the team. Brachiozord will be there in a few minutes. Hey, Red, you want to show this guy some serious Red Ranger Zord power? "'What are you thinking?' "'Give me access to your Tyrannosaurus,' the Morphin Ranger said, "'and you come at it with that other Red Zord that you've got. "'You're joking, right? "'Do I look like I'm joking, kid?' "'Connor hesitated at this. "'On the one hand, Dr. O didn't trust this guy. "'On the other, he was a fellow Red Ranger, "'and the only other Ranger with any experience driving a Tyrannosaurus Zord. "'Go for it,' Connor decided.' Haley, send the Mezodon rover. We're going to show this guy some serious Red Ranger power. Are you sure about this, Connor? Haley asked. Yeah, Haley. Dr. O can add it to the things to yell at me about later, Connor added with a smirk. All right, they're on their way. Great. Connor held his hand up as the Shield of Triumph appeared in his hand. Triassic Ranger, he called, donning the armor of the Red Triassic Ranger. Nice. Now let's do this. The rangers all made powerful leaps that had them landing in their respective cockpits. Red Tyrannosaurus here, online and ready to do some serious monster butt kicking. Red Tyranno Ranger ready to give this guy the axe. Connor returned as his zord formed into its warrior mode. Tricera here, ready to rumble in the jungle. Terra here, all systems set to go. Alright, Kira, Tricera, watch our backs. Something doesn't feel right. Tyranno, you and I have the first pass. The Tyrannosaurus' entire body seemed to glow with an extra bit of red as it came up to fight. The Tyrannosaurus let out a loud battle roar as it faced off against the monster. So red and ready, the monster growled. You two ready to go down? Because there's no way that those things are going to stop me. Let's find out, shall we? Connor returned. Hey kid, where's the guns on this thing? It doesn't have any, Haley informed him over the intercom. If you get into a real fight, link up with Ethan and Kira. Don't bother, the Red Rangers have got this one. But trust me on this one, Jason said as he turned off the receiver for a few minutes before he turned it back on. Why is there no stereo on these things? Kim is going to kill Tommy for that oversight. Whoa, the Zords used to have guns and stereos? Connor asked in annoyance. I am so complaining to Dr. O when this must get sorted out. You said it, Kira and Ethan agreed. Forget that and take a look at what the big guy is doing, Jason ordered. They watched as the monster destroyed some of the supports to a building and the structure was now swaying. White Ranger, get out here and get your Zord to hold that thing in place. On my way, the White Drago Ranger said. Soon the Dino Stegazord was there and holding the building from collapsing. Now what? Triceratops, deploy your harpoon cables and help the Dino Stegazord keep that building up. Um, I don't have harpoon cable on this thing, the Blue Ranger said in confusion. Where the hell would even place harpoon cables? Fine, Jason growled in annoyance. Then use your Zord body or get down to earth and stand by in case something else comes up. Here you have to watch their backs. If the monster gets past us or a new one shows up, you have to slow it down long enough until one of us can get there. Right, Jay. The Zords all moved where they were ordered to and the building stopped shaking. Hmm, not bad, Rangers, but let's see how you deal with this, though, the squid monster said as it formed a giant ball of seaweed and threw it at the Zords. Watch out, Connor yelled as he tried to catch the ball but missed. The result was bad, as small explosions appeared all over the zord as the shields overloaded and the Mesodon Megazord fell down. The Tyrannosaurus moved up to fight. So you think you can stop me, you old red ranger? Shouldn't a fossil like you be in a museum? Bring it on, fish brain, and I'll show you what this old fossil can do with this zord. Fine, then take this, the monster roared as it launched another one of its seaweed balls at the Tyrannosaurus Biozord. The Zord spun around at the last minute and brought its tail up, knocking the ball back at the monster, causing it to hit the monster. Hey, no fair using my own weapons against me. Tough it out, pal. We're playing by the old Zord school rules now, and I invented some of those tricks and wrote the rulebook with Tommy. The Red Zord turned around and growled at the monster, It then charged at the squid and headbutted the monster in the chest. Wow, this thing is a whole lot faster than the original was. Connor watched in fascination as his tyrannosaur then spun around and tripped the monster up with its tail, and then slammed its tail into the monster's chest. Hang on, he shouted as he watched the squid get back up, a trident somehow appearing in its hands. The monster swiped with its weapon and missed as the tyrannosaur ducked under the blow. As it came back around, though, the weapon was thrust at the Zord, hitting it in the chest and knocking it down to the ground. Not so tough now, are you, old timer? Connor came up behind the monster, brought both of his axes down onto its back, causing it to stagger as explosions ripped into it. Thanks for the help, man, Jason said as the Tyrannozord came back up. No problem, dude. Now let's get this thing. I had plans for today other than dealing with overgrown sushi. You and me both, pal. This guy went and messed up the first date I had in months. The two zords split to either side, slowly circling the monster. So, which of you two boys wants to take me on first? Connor accepted the challenge and brought his zord a step closer. The two exchanged a handful of hits. The monster surprised him, though, and slammed to the ground. You're finished, ranger, the creature crowed and was then knocked over the zord. Connor looked up to see the Tyrannozord lowering itself from balancing itself on its tail. All right, rookie, let's finish this guy up. I think we soft him up enough. Right, Connor said as he charged the axes on his zord and finished the monster off. Great shot, kid, Jason complimented before he turned to the mess that the other zords were dealing with. Kira, Red Ranger, go and find a boulder. Maybe we can use it to replace the pillar that was broken off. You got it. The Zords headed off to search while the Dino Stegazord was joined by the Red Tyrannozord. How long can we keep this up? Trent questioned curiously. I don't think the muscles on these things were designed to take that kind of constant pressure that this is doing. I know that, kid, but until something can replace that pillar, we're stuck holding the building up, the Morphine Ranger returned. We got something, Jay. The others turned as they saw the rover bring a rock and slip it into place under the broken pillar. All right, bring it down slowly. They all watched with bated breaths as the rock quivered and then held the building. Great jobs, rangers. All right, head back to base. This isn't the sort of thing that we want to get involved with all the time, though it did feel good. The rangers all flipped to the ground and looked at the building and then each other. The The two red rangers eyed each other carefully before they powered down. Jay, Kira cried out as she began checking him out as well as she could. Don't worry, Kira, it takes a lot more than a monster like that to take me down. Same goes for Tommy. He was just distracted. Jason held the Yellow Ranger protectively, though a sad look it entered his eyes. I wonder why that might be, Trent said as he stared at the Morphin Red Ranger. Man, that was so cool the way you handled that monster and the way you were using your zord's tail to fight. That was amazing. I mean, seriously, using it like a baseball bat or even going up in the air so that you can kick it with your feet? Those were some amazing fight moves. Thanks, man, Jason said as he shook hands with the Blue Ranger. You guys did great today as well, he said as he grasped, Trent, as he grasped Trent's hand. You saved a lot of lives here today. You guys definitely did Tommy proud today, he finished nodding at Connor. Now then, I need to talk to Tommy, and then I'm probably going to be gone after that. Dude, you could hang around, Connor offered. We might actually need your help. Hardly, rookie, Jason returned as he patted Connor on the shoulder. You've got everything you need to win this for, he said, nodding toward the rest of the Dino Thunder team around them. You just have to remember that little bit of information and you'll come out on top no matter what thing your overgrown lizard menace throws at you. The other rangers watched as he turned and began walking towards his motorbike. So anyone else think that we should follow him to Dr. O's? Ethan asked as they watched the morphin' Ranger speed away. The group nodded and climbed aboard Connor's red Mustang and followed after the motorcycle. They pulled up just as Jason was walking into the house. The group walked silently behind him as he made his way to the cave. The Morphin Ranger ignored Haley's surprise gasp as he walked up to the med table and sat down in the nearest chair that he could find. "'How is he?' he questioned the surprised MIT graduate. "'He seems to be doing fine. Had he not been in Super Dino mode, though, that blast probably would have melted the flesh off of his bones.' Jason nodded as he watched the breathing of his old friend. Tossing his jacket off to the side, he made it clear he was not leaving anytime soon. Haley swallowed nervously as she eyed the now very visible sword before returning to watch Tommy's vital signs. One hell of a date, huh? Jason asked as Kira sat down in a chair that she had dragged over. Yeah, never knew that going out on a date could cause that much trouble. Well, look on the bright side, at least your purse didn't get turned into a monster, Jason said helpfully, smiling wistfully as he remembered another fight. Kira chuckled at this. That's actually happened? she asked in a disbelieving voice. Yeah, let me tell you, Tommy and Kim could never look at that purse the same way again after that. Kira smiled at this while Connor and Ethan snickered over some of the lame monsters Dr. O had fought. Ignoring her teammates, Kira laid her head against Jason's broad shoulder. Haley watched as the two Rangers unconsciously laced their hands together and sat and watched their teammate recover. One watched with the concern of a brother, while the other the concern of a daughter. Haley shook her head. Tommy always told her that he was alone, yet these two in particular seemed determined to disagree with that statement. The next few days, they all took part in the mostly quiet, silent vigil of the wounded man. So why doesn't Dr. O like you that much anymore? Connor asked on the third day. The rangers were all sitting outside, getting some fresh air when the questioning had finally started. Connor, Kira said in annoyance. She noticed the hungry looks that the others had and realized that he might have been pressured into doing this. No, it's okay, Jason assured her. He then looked grimly at the current Red Ranger. Because of the way I live, you might say, the older Red Ranger replied cryptically as he turned to stare at one of the medical displays. At the confused looks that he was receiving, he gave a slight bit more of an answer. There are things in my life that I've had to do that I'm not proud of, Connor, but because I had the guts to do them, I'm also still alive. Kind of like how I dealt with those Tyranodrones that were chasing me that day. The other rangers will never understand, though, and I can never explain to them either, unless I'm sure they'll stay out of the way, he said sadly as he stared at his hands. You can always tell us, you know, Kira said. We didn't grow up with you after all. Maybe we can give a different perspective on it than they can. It's tempting, Jason said, but it's just a part of my life that I have to deal with. I just hope one of these days that I can get an idea as to what it is exactly I'm doing. You are such a guy, Kira said, rolling her eyes. Sorry, but there's also the fact that our fights shouldn't mix very much. I'm risking a lot by just seeing you guys here. Well, for you, I'm willing to take that risk, Kira argued stubbornly, ignoring Connor's eye roll. Another time, Kira, when we're sure you won't get pulled back into the mess. Trust me, it's safer that way. Besides, you're too amazing a person to get caught up in the ugliness of my world, Jason said as he pulled her up and looked her in the eyes. Before Kira could respond to this, their communicators chirped at them. Rangers, Tommy's waking up. We're on our way, Haley, Connor replied. The rangers all trooped back inside and down the stairs. The group stared at the black ranger as he was being forced to lie down on the bed as the group of young people trooped in. Jason... Jason, Tommy said curtly from the bed, his eyes narrowing at the closeness his yellow ranger seemed to have developed with the first red ranger. Tommy, the morphin ranger, returned to his old friend, eyeing the man carefully, seeing more than just how his friend was doing, but also seeing how he had aged compared to him. Kira, good to see you, too, Tommy said, eyeing the teen. You too, Dr. O, Kira said, her eyes flashing slightly as she tightened her grip on Jason's hand, daring her mentor to say anything to her. Tommy groaned as he forced himself to sit up. He then swung his legs over to the side of the bed and glared at everyone in the room. I want everyone out of here but Jason. We need to talk, he said using his best leader voice. As long as you promise not to try and fight him, Haley said, unfazed by the leader voice that for the most part had cowed his students, meeting the angry glare being shot at her with one of her own. Tommy mentally cursed his luck at having two of the people the least affected by his white and red ranger leader growl in the room with him at the same time. I promise to do my best not to start anything, Jason said. He then unhooked the sword that he kept hidden for the most part and handed the weapon to Kira. He smirked at the yellow ranger. Now you know I won't leave before I see you. You better if you know what's good for you, Kieran informed him with a saucy smile. The three boys muttered slash coughed whipped as they followed the two women out of the cave. Once the others were gone, the two veterans began reading each other's faces cautiously. You look good, Tommy complimented. Yeah, well, you look like crap, Jason said, nodding towards the various burn injuries the black ranger was sporting. I'll heal, the ranger said, shrugging and concerned. Not as fast as you, though. Yeah, sure, whatever, let's just get this over with, Jason said as he reached into his pocket and withdrew a golden coin. He then flipped the gold coin toward his former teammate. The brachio ranger caught the coin in his hand and looked down at the familiar coin with an even more familiar emblem on it so much like the one that his current team now wore on their chests. Where did you find it? He asked as he held the coin in his hand, relishing the feeling of power that he got from his first power coin. Stole it from a private coin collection in Spain. It was considered more as a trophy than anything of actual worth, though. Trophy? Your Green Ranger double died protecting Angel Grove from Spain. Because he was so good at what he did, the Spaniards and a nearby Indian tribe captured him. The Spaniards got the coin of power, while the Indians got your clone. Coin of power? Yeah, your double used the raw power of the coin to protect the people of Angel Grove, but even though they had the coin, they had no kind of connection to the morphing grid and couldn't make it work. There was a lot of experimenting with it for a while but eventually it was decided to be nothing more than a prop for wherever the real power came from. The current king was less than impressed and put a quiet bit of distance between himself and the Spanish captain. The coin was deemed worthless, though, and since it couldn't be melted, it was turned into a family heirloom. Tommy shook his head in disbelief as he stared at the coin. How did you learn about this? I managed to get a first-hand account of it from a reliable source, Jason replied cryptically. Tommy nodded. He didn't understand all of this, and a part of him was beginning to wonder if he ever would. Thanks for giving this to me. Don't suppose I can convince you to leave the other one, can I? Tommy asked with just the slightest bit of steel in his voice. You know I won't be doing that, Tommy. The only reason I gave you that coin back is because it rightfully belongs to you. Jason said with an equally steel-like tone. Besides, you can be a real pain when you relentlessly try and track me down, and with the most powerful of the power coins in my possession, I know you'd never give up until you had the coin. Anyways, I'm sure the coin would call you putting a target on my location. Tommy nodded. He had felt something when Jason had activated the coin. So what do you plan on doing now? Jason smirked humorlessly as he dug his hands into his pockets. Simple, really. I figured that I would tell Kira goodbye before what my life is finds a way to track me here. I won't let that part of my life mess with her. It's not a problem for rangers. We can help you if you let us, Tommy tried. Maybe this was the way to get Jason off the path he was currently on. I wish you could, Tommy. I really do, Jason said a slight smile on his face. But this is a war that I have to do by myself. Look, I gotta go, man. I've said too much as it is. The former Red Ranger grabbed a saddlebag that had been leaning against the wall and turned to head up the stairs to retrieve his sword. He turned around and saw an angry Tommy standing in front of the staircase. Damn it, Jason, you're just not going to walk away from this. Every single freaking time you think that I might be on the verge of learning something, you run away again. What happened to you, Jace? I thought that there could never be any secrets between us, great or small. This isn't just my secret, Tommy, and as long as I'm here, Kira, you and the others are in danger. You make it sound like we can't handle ourselves, Tommy said, giving him his most powerful leader glare, a glare that he had perfected over the years of being a ranger. Don't bother. (laughs) Don't bother with that glare or growl with me, Tommy. You know they don't work on me, Jason said, smirking coldly at his old friend. Zordon uh, Zordon and I taught you them. What are you thinking? Tommy blushed at this, but didn't move. Trust me, man. It's better if I'm gone for both Kira and you. The former ranger sidestepped his friend. You care about her, don't you? Tommy asked curiously. Jason stiffened at this. Surprisingly, yeah, Tommy, I do. I can't explain it, but I do care for her. She's going to have a long life, then she needs to stay away from me. Jason made it a couple steps before he looked wistfully at Tommy, who was watching him almost pleadingly. No matter how many times he walked away from the ranger world, he always came back to help Tommy and his fellow rangers. Turning back around, Jason headed back up the stairs to his game, leaving Tommy to his rangering. He found Kira admiring his sword as she held the weapon in her hands. He could hear the others talking outside and supposed that they were trying to give the two of them a few moments alone. Hey. Hey, she said as she slid his sword back into its sheath, but not letting the sheath go. Do you really have to go? She asked, refusing to look at him. Jason sighed as he looked at the angel that had mesmerized him, first with her voice, and now had him caught by the beauty of her spirit. "'Yeah, I do. There are things that I have to do that I can't even begin to explain to you.' He lifted her chin up and looked her in her large expressive eyes, eyes that he could very easily get lost in. "'Hey, I will always care for you, and come if you call.' But I could call down all sorts of monsters that you and Tommy and your friends wouldn't know how to deal with if I stayed. And from what I understand of this Mezogod character that you fight, he might find a way to harness the power of my kind. And what are your kind? Don't ask and I won't have to lie, Jason said, as he finally managed to pry her grip off his sword and sheath. I am human if you're worried, though. Protect Tommy for me, all right? The girl nodded. I promise. Jason nodded and bent his head and kissed her deeply before he turned and headed for his motorcycle. The hardest part about being what he was was always having to say goodbye to people that he cared for. Kira watched silently as he drove off, unable to say anything. Tommy limped up the stairs with Connor and Trent's help, and they all watched as the Red Morphin Ranger disappeared to who knows where. Connor rubbed the back of his head uncomfortably. So, Dr. O, you got guns and stereos in your zords? Tommy scowled at this while the other teens gave curious looks of their own. Thanks a lot, Jace, he thought bitterly. Kira sighed to herself as she watched the others dance with their various dates on prom night. Connor and Krista were taking a break from dancing while Ethan and his date were still going strong. Trent, on the other hand, danced with at least three different girls so far. Even Devin and Cassidy appeared to be having a good time tonight, so why couldn't she? Hard, isn't it? Tommy Oliver asked his former ranger as he came up beside her, an understanding and sad smile on his face. What's hard? Kira asked in surprise. Not being able to spend this night with the one you really want to spend it with? And don't lie to me, Kira. I know you want him here. But he's too dangerous to have around, and he has too many secrets from us. We need to be able to depend on him, not always question him and his loyalties. Kira didn't answer her mentor as she watched the dance floor. Yes, she knew that Jason had some major secrets from the rest of them, but she was actually okay with that, unlike the others who had just been forced to accept it. She just wished he could be here with her tonight, though. She sighed. Tonight was supposed to be a special night for her, but instead she was just sitting around waiting for the whole mess to end, because deep down she knew that Jay slash Jason never willingly confront Dr. O. He had too much respect for his former friend and for her. It seemed he didn't want to make her choose between someone she had known just a few days and someone who had become a mentor to her. The yellow ranger put on a happy face for all the people around her, though with Dr. O she knew she was only partially successful. A part of her was glad as she finally loaded all of her stuff back into her mom's car and was able to start heading home. On the way, she decided to do something else though and decided to simply cruise around town and try to forget about what she couldn't have this night. She stopped at a red light and waited for the light to change and was startled when a figure rapped on her window. Unsure, the teen turned to face the figure and was surprised to see the face of someone she thought she wouldn't see for a long time, if ever. "'Sorry I'm late,' the person said. "'It took me forever to find a place that I could change, and then there's the trick of finding you as well.' The voice teased lightly as the window was quickly rolled down. Kira opened her mouth in a bit of surprise and shock. "'Forgive me?' Jason asked with a charming grin as he produced a corsage for her. Smiling at him... She let him slip it on and she said only things she could think of. Hop in. Jason merely smirked at her. I got a better idea, but you're going to have to let me drive. You better know what you're doing, Kira warned him as she scooted over so that he could get in. This is my mom's car and I don't even want to know what she would do to me if it got hurt. Trust me, Jason said, flashing another grin at her. The singer smiled at this. The fact that he had given her a light kiss on the cheek might have had something to do with that as well, though. Jason quickly turned the car around and headed for the beach. When they finally got there, Jason killed the engine and got out, gesturing for her to join him. She joined him, and he quickly led her to a small stereo set-up and cooler box surrounded by tiki torches. I know it's not much, Jason apologized hesitantly. It's perfect, Kira said as she placed a CD in the stereo and wrapped her arms around Jason's neck as the music began to play. Jason smiled with relief and soon his hands wrapped around her slender waist. She leaned deeper into him as they both became more comfortable. Tonight they could at least both pretend. Tonight they were together. Tonight they could ignore Dr. Rao. Tonight they could forget Jason's secrets. They could just act like kids, not heroes, not superheroes not loners, but kids. Tommy sat in his jeep and smiled sadly at the pair on the beach below him as they were illuminated by the flickering torchlight. The part of him that was a ranger felt like he should confront Jason. The proud mentor and teammate couldn't do that to Kira, though. so he sat there and watched and waited while the two danced oblivious to the world surrounding them. He grinned as he saw that Jason had even remembered that Kira liked apple juice and had gotten a number of songs that he knew Kira enjoyed. His old friend had obviously spent a lot of time on this, despite its less-than-elegant looks. Then again, Kira wasn't one for the girly looks either. So are you going to start something, Oliver? Tommy shook his head out of his silent musings and turned to face one of Jason's sword-waving friends before he turned back to the couple below them. I won't do that to Kira. She's more than earned her magical night. For tonight he's safe in my town as long as he keeps his sword put away. After tonight, though, we're right back where we were before they fell for each other. That's all we can ask of you, Oliver. The boy more than deserves a chance to forget what he's had to go through, and from what little he has told us, your Goldar has come through a proving trail of her own. That she has, Tommy said, nodding proudly as he watched the two dancers, ignoring the man with the sword as best as he could. Well, Oliver, I'm glad you're being reasonable this time. Perhaps age has finally done something good for your stubborn self. The once again former ranger shrugged. Who knows, but after tonight this truce is over and I'll be watching for him all over again. Understood, the man said, bowing his head in acceptance before he melted back into the shadows. Tommy watched for a few more minutes as his former friend and one of his protégés danced seemingly oblivious to the world around them. Shaking his head, he slid back into his jeep, and after one final, slightly longing look, he drove off back to his home. Three figures watched him go. Mythos and Duncan, legendary names among their kind, watched silently, as a legend in his own right continued on his way, while Joe watched with a perspective eye. "'You know, he could probably make a fairly decent watcher,' the older man said. "'And he might be useful at keeping you boys out of trouble occasionally.'" The elder of the immortals shook his head at the aging watcher. "'What are you talking about? He's already a watcher, Joe. He's the watcher of the Rangers. That's a heavy burden that he's chosen to bear, and he doesn't need the addition to our kind to be mixed in with it.'" "'Besides,' Duncan said from his own spot, Do you really think that he would be able to simply watch? He couldn't even mentor that team of his without getting involved. No, if he became aware of the Watchers and us right now, he might rebel and try to do everything in his power to ensure that his friend remains safe. Maybe someday when he is older and his days of fighting are over, we can try again. But for now, we must leave him be. His other duties are more important right now anyways. If you say so, the older man said doubtfully. But it would make things a lot easier on us i think watching the game or making sure the earth is protected which of these tasks do you think he should choose the bartender grunted in annoyance but accepted the fact that he would not win this argument nor was he to record this bit about young jason the three then backed away leaving the two young ones to enjoy each other's company